1: Hello everybody and welcome to the Super J-Cast. I'm Joel Abraham, joined by Damon McDonald. Damon, we come to you deep in the uh, controversy of one of the biggest electoral scandals, disasters in history. Uh, That is the lack of a fan vote for the Zack Sabre Jr. vs. Torriano stipulation KOPW match, where there wasn't even a vote. They've just gone straight ahead and announced it. That is going to be a a no-corner-pads match. What is going on, Damon? Yeah, didn't Zack
2: have a say? Doesn't he have a vote?
1: He the- fucked up as well because in his post-match stuff, he was—he uh, he just agreed to it. He was like, okay, let's do a no corner pads match. So I was yeah. like, Zach, what are you doing? The, the, just, uh, uh, the voting just terrible, disastrous. <laughs> Can't imagine whole- anything being this bad with
2: <laughs> elections. No, <laughs> I got news for you. <laughs> wait, wait, wait a couple hours. Uh, you, you you might have uh, you might have something to match that. Yeah, I know. Come on, Zach. Here's the thing with that KOPW nonsense is that's going to be going bye-bye very soon, I think, because nobody knows the rules. Nobody knows how to get it over. Nobody – it's just – it's chaos. It's fucking chaos, just like here. Uh, it's election day, Joel. It's it's uh, it's one of my favorite Arcadia songs, by the way. We won't get into songs again. I don't want to put you on the spot again. Um uh, but yes, it is a very um, the air hangs heavy. That is for sure in the past couple of days because we know uh, we know today's the day. But today here's the problem: today is not going to be the day because we're not going to know. It's going to be uh, they're not going to be able to count all these fucking mail in ballots and all this stuff. And the people in charge of these counting these ballots are boobs in them themselves. So. Now, this will go on for a few days, I'm sure, but, uh, oh, what fun it is to be an American these days, isn't it, <laughs> I, wish, I wish I was sitting in a hotel room with you playing uh, Final Fantasy. Uh, did you have a nice Halloween? Did you
1: do anything for Halloween
2: over there? We actually had some decent weather for the first time in a long time. For, for, for the first time in weeks, actually. It's been very rainy and... Uh, all over the map. So, uh, yeah, it fell on a Saturday, and it was all right. I mean, you know, we, what, so what the plan was is you set up a table outside your house uh, or, you know, something like that, and you individually bagged the candy, and you didn't come in contact with the kids, um, and they just come and pick up the, the candy and go on their merry way. Um I mean, it was it was weird. I mean, I'm not the biggest fan of the the whole trick or treating thing, like the knocking on the door thing. I'm just it kind of annoys me. Um, but I do like to see the kids in their costumes. I do like that, especially the cute little ones. And if they're creative, they're fun. Um, but it was pretty. I don't know. It was a weird one because you didn't really have a lot of interactions with people. But every, but it, but in, in, on the other hand, it felt like everybody on our street was out. So, and there are like neighbors that you just, you know, every, everybody unfortunately has it where, you know, there's neighbors that live two houses down, but you never talk to them. You just, it ain't, you know, it's not like you don't get along with them. It's just, you know, you just don't talk to them. Not by choice, just by circumstance. And uh, and you wind up talking to them. So, um, everyone's excited for the bar, Joel. <laughs> the word is on the street that the bar is happening. <laughs> what you building in that garage? Is going to be a queue? Yeah, there might be. I might, maybe, might be, have to be COVID testing going on uh, before the entry. But yeah, we got a lot, a lot of progress, a lot of progress so far, and uh, a little bit more is to go. But um, yeah, I'm excited. It's uh, my friend Steve is busting his ass doing this. He um, comes like three times a week. We pay him. I mean, definitely less than what you would pay a a regular contractor. That's for fucking sure. But um, it comes three times a week, and (laughs) amazing. We got all the doors replaced, all the windows replaced. Um, We painted the roof, like just the the wood. So
1: was that after you smashed the doors and windows in your kitchen liger outburst? (laughs)
2: I did. I did. uh, I smashed one of the the, garage before we had the garage door replaced. I was ripping out shit, and I did smash a window in the garage door. But it was it was kind of funny in the sense we knew we were getting it replaced. But I was like, "Whoopsie!" That's why I don't do things. But I have done shit. Like I did. I ripped out shit. But like putting things in, Steve's just like, "Nah, I got it," because he knows I'm a complete incompetent boob. So he just wants me to stay away. (laughs) So great. And then I just sit in my office and work. And then I come out periodically. Hey, you hungry, Steve? Want something to eat? You need something to drink? I'm good. Okay. Come back. I got new windows. It's fucking lovely. <laughs> I think you should marry this guy. He sounds great. <laughs> you know, I tell you what, I'm worried about Cheryl. He fixed he fixed our kitchen light. We had this kitchen light on the ceiling that uh, it was just fucking, we broke it somehow. I think we were changing a bulb, but it just fell out. And we never fixed it. Like I've just like I just don't know how to do things. And he was like uh, 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 "You know, what the what the what's the fuck? What's what what why do why you got this late? And uh uh Cheryl's like well, he hasn't fixed it. And he just looks he just looks at me with this fucking look of like, hmm? <laughs> he gets up, fixes it and like 10 minutes. (laughs) My wife is happy as she's been in in weeks over this fucking light being fixed. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So, yep, the great Steve D'Angelo helping out uh, with the, the penalty box, Joel. It is the penalty box.
1: All right, well, let's try and keep it upbeat. All right. Sticks us some good news. Did you see the Ricky
2: Choshu TikTok videos? <laughs> yes. I wonder if I could replicate that. That was the first thing I, I said in my mind. I was like... That's what I, a promotional video for your penalty box,
1: for the, the penalty box bar, with you doing those Ricky Choshu TikToks. I want the, like, you know, the one where there's like little clones of him in the background yeah. or the one of him showering. That's what I want.
2: I'm going to do... I'll do the dance. I'll do the dance one. The Where he's like... Left arm, right arm, left arm, right arm, up, up, I could do that. I think I could do that. I'm not very coordinated when it comes to the dancing. Um, I did see that. He's a, he. Why would got? Why would why would, why is he on there? What is he doing? What is he? What is he? What is he up to? I'll- He's probably incredibly bored. Me and Mally went through a
1: TikTok phase as well when there was the lockdown in Thailand. So I'm not going to judge him. But then I realized after about a week, I was like. Well, <laughs> I'll tell you what happened was um, I was sort of playing around with it for a while, you know, uploading some funny videos, me and Esther or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then the algorithm got me because every time I open it up, there'd be just my feed would just be populated by uh, exclusively of videos of like sexy Asian women yeah. doing like sexy dances. So then I was like, uh, okay, it knows me too well now. I've got to delete this app before I get in trouble. I know. And I don't know how it happened. I have no idea how it happened. I didn't subscribe to any of this. It's just like, we know you, Joel. This is what you like. This is what you like looking at. So here you are. I was like, fuck it. Joel, get out of my head, TikTok.
2: I swear I'm the same way. This happened to me. Wait. So, okay, again, I have, uh, you know, I have an Instagram account, but I, only, I don't post anything and um, – uh, I just use it to follow, honestly, breweries and um, you, <laughs> to, to be truthful. Um, and But yet, like, I'll look at my, like, you know, you just hit the little search button. And it is all, like, college age girls um, and or girls who work in kind of pseudo- strip clubs like not like a Hooters you know Not that's not really a strip club but you're wearing a, a lot less clothes than everyone else um and it's all these girls doing that these those dances whatever the I don't even know is it is it does that have a name Joel these dances you know the dances I'm talking about no, I, where they just move their fucking arms in like a boxy Yeah, I, I know
1: the ones you mean, okay. but I figured out how to get rid of that from Instagram at least. You do, you you press whatever's come up in that in those suggestions, uh. then you hit the three dots in the top right hand corner and you press not interested. Really? And even if you are interested, even if you secretly like looking at it, you just press not interested to get rid of it. So I I eventually managed to cleanse my <laughs> Instagram uh the the search page from that and now if i go on it there okay the first one the first pictures is chris benoit so i oh. I don't know maybe i still need to do a bit of spring cleaning with that but, uh, we, we got chris benoit we got diego maradona doing a warm-up uh a pizza a steak okay and
2: um lij so I, I'll, I'll consider that a
1: win i'll quit while i'm ahead
2: all right well Stop i got fucking about with it now. i just did it right now i got a hot girl in a in a some type of vehicle, I believe, in a Fred Flintstone outfit, it looks like. And they always do the same thing. They flip their hair, and then they look away coyly, and then they bite their lip. Every one of them. I'm not saying I don't like it, but I'm just saying this is what it is. Um, but I would compl- Yeah, I don't want the app to know that I like it. <laughs> oh, this app knows I <laughs> like <the> it. That's <laughs> Because I see it, and I'm like, oh, wait, let me check this. And then I have, like, golfing girls, like hot golfing girls. Um, and then I have, like, hot... Girls that work in restaurants apparently like apparently they know I like food, beer, and boobs because it's that's exactly what all these pictures are. Uh, and apparently I'm I trend toward um, the southern American uh, tastes because I see a lot of girls in like cowboy boots and shit. But everybody's doing those dances, uh, and everybody's got like. They're showing off their their bodies, all right, Lordy Lou. Ah, listen, I'm not. How c- do we get to the I, I don't know, but I'm, <laughs> this, this conversation's taking a turn. Us supposed to talk about the the
1: funny little Ricky you things, and now like, we are exposing our yeah <laughs> perversions for
2: the whole. It's not perversion. I didn't here. say, but it wasn't like I typed in hot girls wearing cowboy boots. It's not like I haven't done you that before. You didn't need to. You didn't even need to. That was, right. yeah. That's the sad thing, isn't it? Right. It really is. It really is. It must be pulling from my browsers account. <laughs> <laughs> uh oh, another thing that I saw this week. Did you see the nineteen ninety nine
1: Shupro headshots? No. No. Are right, they? I'm gonna send you this. Let's okay. make this into a fun game. Alright, I like fun today. games. And you look at these nineteen ninety nine Shoepro headshots and you tell me how many current New Japan wrestlers do you recognize?
2: All right. There we are. There it is
1: uh listeners i did tweet this out earlier in the week so if you go check on the twitter account you'll be able to find it too
2: all right so i'm going to go left column third down honuma would i be wrong in that
1: i don't know because i don't have it open Dave. oh, oh <laughs> i'm gonna find it right now all
2: right uh well obviously there's takama right there uh i see an no op- he doesn't count he's not he's, right, he's right, not right. current new japan we do, oh, we're just doing new japan okay yeah. Uh, is that? All right, so hold on a second. Oh, what right. was the. the you, so you said. Left column, third down? Yeah. Honma? Yes, yeah, that's Honma. All that's right. right. Uh, let's go top row, third over. Is that Makabe? Yes. Yeah. All right. Uh, next one over, it looks like Otani. I could be wrong. It looks like
1: him. Yeah, I think so, but we're going current yeah, right, I know, I know, I know, I
2: know. I just got to do what I know. Mm-hmm. Um, is that Ishi? Last column, third down. Yes, it is. All right? Doesn't he look funny? He does <laughs> look weird, doesn't he? With his flat top heady. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, there's three more. Three more. New, current new Japan. Uh huh. Um. All right. Uh. Left column all the way down. Tai Chi? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it's not. It's That's not Tai Chi. No, oh, I don't know. I don't think I, I don't think I can name any more. Help me out.
1: Okay, should I? Do you want me to tell you the name of the wrestler and you try and find them, or I tell you the location and you tell me
2: what wrestler it is? Uh, give me the name and I'll try and find them. Okay, um, Minoru Suzuki. Oh, okay. All right. How about? Uh, one, two, three. Third column, third
1: down. Correct. All right. Okay, next one I'm going to challenge you to find is Yuji Nagata. Okay.
2: This is like that game Who Is. Or, you know, we had <laughs> yeah, the guess Who. Guess Who, Guess Who. Who is. I stink. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> fucking dumb. Um... Um would that be right below Suzuki? No, no.
1: That's Shima.
2: Okay. Yeah, I can see that now. Where the fuck is he? Um I don't see him right now. Uh top row. Okay.
1: Oh, there he is. Next to last. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, last one, uh, Yoshinobu
2: Kanemaru. Nope. No. Huh. Um, second row. Third yeah. down. Yeah,
1: second uh, second row, third from the left. Yeah. With the blonde hair. Yep. That's him. Is that a fun game? <laughs>
2: yes! <laughs>
1: is, that, is, that, is this
2: good podcasting? <laughs> this is great podcasting. Come on. Yeah, that was good. Uh, I love games. I think I did all right there. That wasn't bad. All
1: right. All right. All right. Next up. Uh, it's just a little tidbit here. So we've discussed this on previous episodes, but we got confirmation from the Road Stockholders meeting minutes. Uh, where Harold May said he didn't want to resign the, the company made the call so this is on page 29 uh, it confirms basically that May was fired by it Says if it, uh, May said if it was up to him he wanted to finish his career in the company but the company made its decision so I know there's a lot of people speculating that you know maybe this had been in the works for a long time and this was sort of an amicable parting of the ways and Harold May had already planned to step down and was just staying on a bit longer as a favour wrong we we said when it came when it was announced that it smelled like a firing, and the meeting minutes back that up.
2: Right. All right. Um, yeah, people don't leave on good terms with one saying. I wanted to stay, but I but it was shown the door. Um, so now again, it that I, w- I will go so far as to say that while I I agree that it it it, w- it was a firing um it can still be a at least on the outside you know at least using your business face somewhat of a hmm, what, what 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 am I what what words am i trying to choose here uh it may not be a situation where the guy's throwing a turning over a fucking desk as he leaves. You know, he's not shitting in, the, in, in Kidani's office before, before he leaves. Um, that being said, it's it's a it's call it what it is. It's it's, it's a firing. It's a firing. Um, now, again, we can speculate f- f- now until the the cows come home for what the reasoning was, Joel. And all the reasons... The shower video. Shower video was number one. Mm-hmm. That we all can agree with. Done. Case closed. <laughs> right. That we all can agree with. Uh,
1: Yet when uh, Ricky Choshi does it, we're loving it. So
2: double standards from us. You know what? You're right. You know what? You're right. Uh, but we're going to... We're going to speculate... Trust, because that's what we do. <laughs> of 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 the reasons why, and I'm sure everybody's going to point to American expansion, and um. But I, from what I understand, it it it, there there is that factor of. You know, we joke about that shower scene. <laughs> I can't believe we're saying that now. We joke about it, but you know, it's that type of thing that may have rubbed some people wrong, from what we understand. So um i think that's i'll tell you David, when i
1: saw that shower scene i was rubbing myself right
2: <laughs> i love it that is a weird thing and i remember remember when he had that involvement in the ring with bullet club was it and everybody kind of was like oh no yeah. oh we don't want any part of this fucking nonsense and then he had to put out a statement no i'm not i'm not getting involved <laughs> right remember all that oh, okay the book, okay, all right. A lot of interviews. Not to say that that's a bad thing. It's a good thing. You're you're the you're the head of a company. Doing interviews is is okay. But I think at the end of the day, when when we have the new regime in, and as we kind of alluded to, the little little shot being taken in the press of, you know, I'm I'm here to put over the the wrestlers. I think that kind of says something. I think it says something very loudly about who they want in charge there.
1: Another little tidbit was Kenta's theme finally being released. The track is called Sikatriz by Kamikso. That is available on Spotify, Apple Music Bandcamp, all of those places. So I'm a huge fan of that entrance theme. So I was very happy to throw some money in their direction and and get that song. Uh, Yeah, one of my favorites, Damon. Is it? I mean,
2: it's... It's not available anywhere else except th- from that location, correct? Like, you can't buy it on a... On a... Did they just release a CD of, of themes just recently, and that wasn't on there? Correct. Oh, okay. So this is an exclusive bonus track, or uh, a completely... Yeah, out- I
1: mean, it was made by an independent artist, so that's why it's been done separately.
2: Ah, gotcha. How much it cost you? You can name
1: your own price. Oh, really? If you if you just want that track from Bandcamp, I just wanted that individual song. It, price starts from one euro. Okay. All right.
2: So you gave what five hundred bucks? <laughs> uh, yeah, I definitely didn't <laughs> give the absolute minimum amount. No, that's, that's <laughs> not right. my style, David. I'm a generous man. You are. You are Take, taking the Radiohead model. Is, is Kenta? Go good for them. Um, is I don't I I I don't. I mean, I, I hear the song when he comes to ringside, but I don't, I, I don't, I don't think it stands out for me. I don't know. I'll have to listen to it and be like, okay, is it, you know, if it's uh, if it's hitting the mark with me, because I, but I don't. I, I'm trying to really think about. it. I'm like, I don't even know how it goes in my head. You want to sing a little bit, Joel? You want to hum a little, a couple bars? Yeah, from? if I if I do the beat. Coming out of my cage, and <laughs> I've been doing just fun. not decided. No. no, no. All right, all right. Uh, I'll listen. I will. I will give it a listen, and I will give my full critique of the song um, uh, at a later time.
1: And uh, last piece of news: I got my hair cut today. Mm. Yeah. How long's it been? Uh, maybe just over a month. Yeah. My hair grows very, very quickly. It's very thick and un- unwieldy. So, Did you get a mohawk? big relief to, to get it sorted out. Do you want to see it? Yeah, I do. I'm going to, I'm going to send you a selfie. If this better be a fucking mohawk.
2: This better be a mohawk.
1: <laughs> there you go. You, you can critically assess my haircut on the podcast. Oh, there it is.
2: Ah, oh, there, there. Uh, oh, it looks sharp. Yeah, it's a normal haircut, right? You know, a little up in the front, swoopy thing, sides cut tight, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. You walked in and said, give me the Give me the British lad. I got you. Fam. <laughs> he, got, he gave you. He gave you a Kappa uh, uh, tracksuit, <laughs> Adidas tracksuit, and uh, yeah, packet cigarettes. Yeah, good. You get the whole fucking bit. All right. Yeah, you look good. Look, you look like you look like you lost a little weight too. i working out. Uh, no,
1: no, no. That's probably I got my angles right. I've I have not lost weight.
2: The opposite is true. Okay. Uh, well, you look good. You look like a million bucks, Joel. Let me
1: tell you. You are the... Well, f- thanks, Damon. I, I appreciate that. Because, you know, as guys, so much of our identity is wrapped up in our hair from how it feels. Just I'm running my hands through it now, Damon, getting a fresh cut to the way it's perfectly styled before going out. You know me. I'm always out on the town hitting the nightclubs. <laughs> Listen to with Mr. My, Brightside. my fresh haircut. <laughs> yeah. So that's why when uh, we do get into our 20s and our 30s and start noticing the first signs of hair loss... Definitely feels like panic time. Because, let's face it, no guy is ever ready to go bald. Thankfully now, we've got our friends over at Keeps, the simple and easy way to keep your hair. Uh, did you know, Damon, two out of three guys will experience some form of male pattern baldness by the time they're 35? No, I had no and fucking
2: idea. No, I know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and, of course, well, I bet you wish you'd known this back then, but the best way to prevent hair loss is to do something about it yeah. while you still have hair left. And with Keeps, you can get treated from home because you used to have to go to the doctor's office for your hair loss prescription. Now, obviously, in these uncertain times, not always an option. Thanks to Keeps, you can visit a doctor online, get hair loss medication delivered right to your home, you make it easy. They deliver your medication every three months so you can say goodbye to pharmacy checkout lines, awkward doctor visits and the like. So, if you are ready to take action and prevent hair loss, go to Keeps.com superj to receive your first month of treatment for free So that's K-E-E-P-S Dot com Slash Super J that's
2: that, that was a great job by you Thank you nice. I forgot to do it last week Oh is that right? Did we get in trouble?
1: I was supposed to do it last week Yeah a little, little slap on the wrist from me mm, Alright Do we have a my MyBookie? <laughs> uh, no they pulled the plug Did they? Because no one's using the code <laughs> <laughs> They pulled the plug all right. Oh, oh what well. a shame! Why do we not have more degenerate gamblers in our listenership? I, uh, I, I would have thought. Disappointment.
2: Yeah, I would have thought that would have been like right up our alley. I really did. I mean, listen, we know our listeners' balls. They, you know, they're not taking care of those things, <laughs> <laughs> right? So, so you know, degenerate gamblers. I would think. Yeah, I would. think We, could, we would have a few, huh? Oh, well. So, yeah, if you are, if you think you're going
1: bored, please do that. Go keep... What did I say? What is the... Let me Keeps. get it back.
2: Keeps. Yeah. Keeps. There you go. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Forward slash Super J. Use that code and they'll hopefully keep uh, paying us. <laughs> we'll say... Don't ask me how much we're getting. I've got no idea. Oh, come on. I when i see when i see
2: that 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 <laughs> pay, when i see <laughs> that no paper uh, <laughs> uh, literally at the, the I'm, i just type just keep it jorge <laughs> just, just i mean don't 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 to kill yourself over this. Don't insult you by <laughs> sending the absolute
1: pittance over. Yeah, yeah It's actually more inconvenient. You you actually waste money opening that email right, right. <laughs> glancing at your phone to see how much you received. That's that's distracted you from something you could have probably earned more money doing, doing something else with that time. Right.
2: It's uh like let's put it this way. My I think the the what payment I we get is taking out fees. <laughs> so it's
1: it's not bumping you to an extra tax bracket no
2: certainly not no um i'm trying to think what what can i buy with the money that i make what 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 would i be able to buy um i don't even think i could buy socks i don't even think i could buy a bag of socks uh strong zero yeah maybe maybe two (laughs) a medium-sized <laughs> one right yeah the big boy one yeah then then i got might have a like a I'll, I'll have some shrapnel in my pocket if you will uh but yeah that that's about that's about right that's about right thanks everybody all this podcast we're just <laughs> this is just such a glamorous life isn't it five o'clock in the morning we're waking up doing a fucking show talking about pro wrestling uh i hope i hope you people are happy
1: I have to watch New Japan Strong for You People. So yeah. <laughs> let's segue that <laughs> into Road to Showdown. Uh, we had an opening match here with the Regal twins finally reunited. Logan and Sterling Regal defeating the DKC and Clark Connors in 10 minutes. And this was a fun match. I like the Regal. This is the first time I'd seen them as a tag team. You know, young, fresh faced, high flying brothers. Uh, identical twins, I think. It was very difficult to tell them apart. I think. You know, maybe if things get better in the future, they would be a nice addition to the New Japan junior tag team roster. So that's a fun match that's worth checking out. Uh, Carl is getting another big singles win against Blake Christian in 5 minutes 56. So it seems at least they're trying to heat up Carl for something. I don't know what, but uh, we'll have to wait and watch this space. And main event we had Hiko Leo, Tangaloa, Tamatonga, and Kenta defeating Mysterioso, Alexane, PJ Black, and David Finley. And of course, we've got David Finley, who uh, is looking likely to challenge Kenta for that U.S. title briefcase. Whether or not that will amount to anything, I don't know. But that is your weekly New Japan Strong report.
2: Excellent job. We need a we need like a little uh, Andrew Rich um, little <laughs> bumper there to uh, introduce these segments because you do an excellent job giving us the hot and quick takes on on the strong. Um, let me ask you. Some, uh, uh, a handful of questions pertaining to the United States situation, Joel. Uh, A, yes or no? Will we see Carl Fredericks in Wrestle Kingdom this year?
1: I'm
2: going to say yes. Okay. Here's my tr- here's my trouble, is that if they if they have to quarantine for two weeks. That, that, that you're quarantining during Christmas time and all, that. and I know you're a pro wrestler, and pro wrestlers back in the day would wrestle on Christmas night. No okay, more. I'm
1: going to say no, no Carl Fredericks at Wrestle Kingdom.
2: <laughs> Changed my mind now. Okay, two. Will we see John Moxley defending the U.S. title before, uh, or, or should I say at Wrestle Kingdom, or before? Yes or no? At Wrestle Kingdom, yes. Uh, yes he's going to quarantine for two weeks
1: yeah I think the payday will be worth it okay
2: all right question number three uh, why haven't we seen and correct me if I'm wrong but I don't do not recollect we haven't not seen John moxley's face heard a pre-recorded video uh anything? Not even a a a snapshot, an Instagram post of him holding the U.S. title.
1: I think that'll come. I mean, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll preview Power Struggle later, but I think that could be
2: something we see once this Tanahashi-Kenta match is out of the way. All right. Is there anyone else from Strong that you expect to see during Wrestle Kingdom weekend?
1: Yes, I think... Gorillas of Destiny should be back by tag league. Yeah, they're there now,
2: right? They're in Japan now. I think
1: so. I mean there was a uh, uh, Instagram or, or something of Tangaloa in hotel quarantine with a bottle of lube or Tangaloa <laughs> as we're now going to call him uh of the, the the brand of lubricant that was kindly provided to him. So, yeah, I would expect we see those guys back and Finjuice. Okay.
2: So, oh, yeah, Finjuice, yes. I'm I'm sorry. You, there might have been a problem with Skype. You know, we are across the continent, across the world, communicating. You said a bottle of lube in his hotel room. Yeah. Like, like Astroglide lube.
1: It's Tenga lube. That's hence his new nickname being Tengaloa. I'm trying. I'm trying to find it exactly. Yeah, So this is on his Instagram stories. So just got to my room for two week quarantine, and I was left a gift. Some a, a photo of a, a bottle of Japanese lube. The hotel Actually, left the lube. A Japanese. No, I don't think it was the hotel oh. that left it. I'm, I don't know. Maybe it was Kenta or one of his uh, buddies or something. Okay, gotcha.
2: Okay. So he's a quarantine. That would be
1: amazing if that hotel did.
2: Leave I was it. about to say. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's how convenient. Uh, so the joke being, he's going to be jacking it a lot. In two weeks, because he can't see anybody. That's the joke. Yep. gotcha. All right. I, w- I wouldn't know anything about that. <laughs> I'm a dry hand kind of guy. I don't. I don't like a lot of. No, I don't want a lot of. I don't need. No. Why am I saying this? What kind, what what kind of reprobate masturbates in a hotel? Uh, oh God, Mitchies! <laughs> I can't fall asleep if I don't. Couldn't be me, Damon. <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding me? All right. right. All right. Come on. Enough of this. Jack off talk <laughs>
1: <laughs> Okay uh, Alright Let's uh, move on to These two Road to Power Struggle shows yeah. At Kornakowin Hall There's not a great deal To talk about On the undercard I just do want to Touch base With uh, Will Ospreay And his Empire okay. Because there were A couple of matches Involving him uh, And the great O'Con. Great O'Con Got a pin over at Wemra With the Eliminator And Osprey's also got his his submission move. But both of these matches were won by Great Kahn with the Eliminator. And we get a lot of questions from people about the Empire and who's going to join next. Manabu wants to know who's going to join. Uh, Dan says, I assume we're all happy to agree that the next member to be revealed as part of the Empire is, of course, Oko's partner and co-rev pro tag champ Rampage Brown. Well, no, sadly, that's not going to happen because apparently he signed with NXT UK, which Oko was very upset about. Uh, Andrew says, is Master Watto joining the Empire? So that is the big question on everyone's lips. But I, as I said earlier in the week, everyone wants to talk about that. And I know it's exciting when there's a new faction, you want to sort of fantasy book, which guys you think are going to end up in it. But I think we've got to give it time and space to breathe and... There's enough question marks, enough stuff to get into, question marks, you know, literally O'Car with his thing over his face. I get it, I Yeah, so I think there's enough to to get intrigued about, to get stuck into. Like, for example, how Osprey's going to work differently as a heel. I've heard some people say they're actually enjoying his in-ring work more because he sort of dialed back on the... The flippy doos, and it's a more sort of grounded wrestling style, which they are enjoying more. Uh, you know, is it, is it going to be interference heavy in the the climaxes of his matches? Uh, how is Okan going to be looking in his singles debut? Uh, how is B Priestley going to fit in? How are um, Osprey and Okan going to? What will the dynamics be like for the tag situation if they enter world tackling? So I think there's enough talking points there, and enough things to to think about before we start thinking, oh, who's the next person that's going to join? Because if you think of other factions, like LIJ, that was built very organically and very slowly. They didn't just sort of throw together six guys. It started off, was it was it Naito and Bushi to start with, or was it Naito and Evo? I, I forget the exact order of it, but it was quite a, a long time in between each, the, the recruitment of the next pareja. So I'm expecting something similar. So I would say for the Empire, just, uh, again, appreciate an uh, uh and consider i won't say enjoy because i know (laughs) a lot of people are not enjoying it but think about that consider how how things are going so far without jumping ahead and thinking oh who's going to join
2: next yeah i know it's hard to do too though it's you know you want to you see guys that are i don't want to say floundering just you know kind of not doing anything kind of um middle of the road you know they're they're the pin eater in a six-man. You kind of want to see better things for, for individuals. So people start to speculate and people start to think, you know, how can, how can we make this situation a little bit better for this particular person that maybe they're a fan of or they follow? So I get the idea. But, yeah, I agree with you too. Um, this thing is very early. Um, and this thing will will take a life of its own um to a to a certain degree and it'll become organic and it and those type of things are always best when they do uh feel organic um and i think the, the i think their dynamic needs to grow and expand as well so when you talk about having it breathe you know you got three people that are working together that you know they're not, they are not they really don't have a, a massive history together so they have to learn you know how to play off each other and how to, how to make this dynamic work of a new faction. Um, yeah. So we don't need to add a, a, a fourth element or a fifth element right out of the gate. Let's establish what we got here. And I think it'll make it a little bit more interesting once that's established, right. Then when you add that fourth member or fifth member, um, or however other number member there might be, um, I think it'll be a little bit more impactful because, um, that faction will have a little bit of a firmer footing of where they stand in New Japan as opposed to just, you know, a hot shotting it and, 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 and jumping ahead without really establishing who they are first.
1: And some more questions about this situation. Bash says, what's with everyone turning on Okada? First Jay White and Gedo, uh, now Mr. Oh, Let's also not forget, uh, didn't Yujiro turn on him? Uh, many years ago when mm-hmm. AJ Styles won the title. So mm-hmm. uh, is it just because he's a top guy or another reason behind that? And Mark says, for all the shock of Will turning on Okada, there doesn't seem to be a kayfabe reason for Empire to exist. Where do you see the focus after the Okada feud? Now, I think that's an interesting one and I do tend to agree with it because Osprey is saying all this, "Ah, oh, you held me back, you held me back. But how? How did he hold him back? I don't see any concrete examples of the time when Osprey wanted to challenge for something or enter a tournament and someone or Okada said uh, no you're not ready for that Will you know he's entered New Japan Cup he's been in, entering G1 Climax I, d- I don't see the logic in that but then you, other people might say well that's part of the heelish thing isn't it he's deluded he, he thinks he's been held back but actually he hasn't been held back so I uh, just wanted to see your thoughts on this and where, where do the sort of motivations for this hero Osprey character go after he's finished with Okada?
2: I mean, the only possible thing I could think of is if Will, again, in storyline, thinks that he was a junior and he wanted to be a heavyweight. But, you know, within the faction, they felt threatened by him being a heavyweight. Um, so they intentionally kept him down to being a junior. That's the only thing. I I could possibly think of. Um and the fact that Will pushed Okada to to the limit um in their in their singles match um and just narrowly you know got beat and everybody in chaos was kinda like, well this guy gonna fucking beat Okada, so we have to keep him at this certain level. That's the only thing where I could possibly think of where Will might be thinking, oh, Okada kept him down. Uh, why does everybody turn on Okada again? Yeah, he is—he is, he is the, the biggest guy and the biggest name. I mean, besides him, uh, or turning on Tanahashi, right? But um, you know, when you're Okada and and you get turned on, you know, it's a big deal. You, know, when you when when you spend the majority of your New Japan career holding the big boy belt, you know, it, and plus there's a lot more from a storyline perspective that you know that you can run with. For a calendar year when you turn on Okada. Whether it's ghetto, whether it's Jay White, whether it's you know Will, whether it's whomever. There's a lot you can go with. So um Yeah, I mean, he's at the top of the pecking order. That's that's gonna be the most impactful turn that you that you can do.
1: So our main event for the first night was the IWGP Junior heavyweight tag team championship match where the Champions Yoshinobu Kanemaru and El Desperado successfully defended against the challenges of Bushi and Hiromu Takahashi. 28 minutes, 26 seconds. Despy pinned Bushi with a pinche loco. And I thought this was a very, very good main event. And I think Hiromu really helped elevate these titles because he looked like he really wanted to win them so badly. It was like little touches, like on his hand wrappings, he'd written Hiromu and Bushi future IWGP Junior Tag Champs and just yeah little touches like that like it's similar to Doki when he was going after the six man titles last week like, and I think a large part of the dramatic success of these title matches we've seen lately at these Korakuen shows has been down to the challenges showing you know just how badly they want these titles that titles that the casual viewer might not usually care about but they're giving us a reason to care and Suzuki Gun this tag team Kanemura Desperado to me. They are they're the junior tag aces. They are synonymous with these belts. I think they're great champions for it. I, I believe they've beaten this LIJ team three times in a row. So even if Hiromu might be the best singles guy out of the four in the match, you know, it's given Hiromu something to do uh, in the build up to Best of the Super Juniors and also, you know, set up a bit of uh, underdog fire for him entering that tournament. And I, I'm always a fan of presenting an established team as more than the sum of their parts. Like, yes, yeah, so Hiromi might be the better individual wrestler, but Suzuki-gun are a more effective tag team, so they're always going to win. Right. And I just think, in general, it's, it's been a really great use of Korako and Horta headline with these tag belts, the Never Six Man titles, the Junior Tag titles, Heavyweight Tag titles, and, and it's giving them... It's letting them shine. It's letting those wrestlers get a chance to have uh, an extended, meaningful main event, They've got plenty of time to work their matches and build up all the exciting false finishes and dramatic closing stretches in, in a creative way that, that makes use of those tag dynamics. And it also helps to shine a spotlight on guys like uh, Yoshihashi, Doki, Kanemaru, Bushi. I, I thought in this match in particular, Bushi was really good. He was he was fired up. He was putting in a lot of effort. He was busting out his high-flying moves, getting the crowd G'd up and making the most of the opportunity. Like We don't know how many uh, big main events is going to get this year. So he was obviously trying to make the most of it. And also some praise for Kanemaru, who's uh, a guy I want to talk about. I think he's really standing out uh, as a truly outstanding veteran heel who works in these little crafty manoeuvres to get the advantage in the matches. Like little stuff wriggling out of a suplex and pushing his opponent into the turnbuckle or throwing the opponents into each other and tossing one of them out of the ring it, it's he does it in a way that it's cunning and underhanded, but it doesn't break your suspension of disbelief and I think guys like evil and will Osprey who are early in their heel runs should be watching guys like Kanemmara with a get their fucking notepad out and pay attention to this guy they should learn as much as they can from him because he 's an absolute master of, of weaving that heelishness into the fabric of the match in a way that enhances the story rather than taking you out of it or hitting you over the head with a really jarring ref bump or a clumsy interference spot. And this, this team, kind of and Desperado, they do that stuff too. They'll shove the ref, land a sneaky low blow, but it's done in, I think, a more organic, creative way. Like, for example, Despy pulling the ref in front of the first MX attempt. Then hitting the low blow on Bushi as he was going for the second MX, and it's a it's a blink and you miss it spot. But to me, that's better than oh look everyone, I just punched this guy in the dick right. as the the match grinds to a halt. So yeah, I, I, in general, I think these lower ranked title matches, being in spots like this, it helps it helps get the wrestlers over, gets the belts over, and it makes otherwise skippable shows a a must watch for me, or at least the main events. And I really like the new format of having the the tip top singles titles defended on these shorter six match cards for the big shows, you know, like summer struggle, power struggle, rather than crowbarring in all the other belts in undercard matches where they're only going to get about 10 minutes. So you use these titles, your six man titles, junior tag titles as your coracle and main events in the row two shows and I just think that's been very effective and it also helps set up a lot of mini future for Best of the Super Juniors between these four guys between Hiromu, Desperado, Kanemaru and Bushi so I think it was a great success here.
2: Yeah, I think one of the biggest complaints before going into this year and again, this year kind of throws a monkey wrench into um, a lot of things. It, it, a, a big complaint that we would hear often is it's always the same guys on top, it's always the same same, same, same. And this year, I mean, there had to be at least um, a a conscious thought process to. I don't want to say take take the spotlight off of the the your normal main guys. Um, I wouldn't say that per se, but I would say shine a brighter light on a lot of the mid card guys. Um and lower mid-card guys that, and again, I don't like using the term deserve a break, but you look at all these names that we mentioned in 2020 and all these names that usually are bottom of the card, are don't get the time to shine, um, don't get the tap on the shoulder. You're looking at a year where again we're we're praising a yoshihashi we're praising a taichi we're praising um the fact that you know the the junior titles are in such a, a spotlight match and a guy like bushi in a spotlight match for the junior titles gets a lot of time to shine so again to me it's it's a conscious decision from new japan to do that um and I think that's fresh and I think that's, it, you know, it's exciting. And I, it, it, and it makes these road to shows that normally would be littered with multi-man tags and, and, um, things at the top, you know, I mean, how many Corkin shows did we have to sit through where it was just six man tags, six man tags, multi-man tag, multi-man tag, multi-man tag. And there was really nothing to sink your teeth into. You know, these shows while, again, not super impressive and super exciting and and aren't going to knock your socks off, give you something at the end, whether it be the never six-man titles, whether it be these junior title junior tag titles, where even within those matches where, again, they're not the most prestigious of titles, but even within those matches, we're finding the people that might not even have time to shine in those type of matches Time to shine and make the most of it. Um, I think that's the biggest narrative of 2020 for New Japan is the elevation and and the brighter spotlight being shown on the middle of the card guys, and them taking the ball and running with it. Uh, to me, that means more than what we've seen with um, um, you know title changes up top or uh, you know tournaments being won and G ones it's 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 the it's the stuff underneath the surface that we're seeing with with the mid card guys that to me is has been some of the m- more fun stuff of the entire year and what did you think of this junior tag match specifically i loved it i i mean look again you you did mention the ref bump and it was a quick spot and it wasn't as jarring as most it did i, I was just like Ugh. I know it's a sore spot for me. I know it's one of those things that even though, um, you know, the wound is there, it, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't like, I. You're right, sni- you're right. They
1: do it too often. You are right.
2: Right. But, it, but, it, but, it wasn't jarring to your point. It wasn't jarring, but it, I just felt like it just wasn't needed. It really wasn't needed. Um, uh, but I liked the match a lot. And, and again, I'd agree with you, but I think Bushi was, the, was, the, was the star of the match for me anyway. Um, I mean, I know. Again, I I throw around stars, but I thought it was a very good match. I, I and I'm in the fours. I'm, I you know I'm in the, in the lower fours. Uh, I love Desperado and Kenimaro. Uh And you're right. I think they they are. I think the one thing that they do. You mentioned a lot of the heel stuff that they do. I just think that they are able to. To dictate a pace and to work, construct a match in a logical fashion that not many teams can 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 do, I really think they are like a like almost like a binding agent. You know, they are they are a team that can just fucking settle it down when it needs to fucking settle down, move it up when it needs to to to. to to, to increase the pace and they do it at the right times. And you're right. There's there's lots of guys in that locker room that fuck, should be fucking taking, you know, notes behind a monitor because they 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 are maybe my favorite tag team in new Japan that is able to control that ebb and flow of a match so well. I think they I think they were one of the best that are able to do that.
1: All right, which brings us on to the main event for the second shot, Korokomen, which was the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Championship match with the Suzuki-gun champions. Again, uh, Dangerous Techers, Zack Sabre Jr. and Taichi successfully defending against the Chaos Challengers, Yoshihashi and Hiroki Goto. This one clocking in at an impressive 34 minutes, 50 seconds. Taichi getting the pin on Yoshihashi after the Zack Mephisto. So... I mean, I think it's an interesting question about where you rank these heavyweight tag titles now because I think Dangerous Techers have done a tremendous job in elevating them. I could see these titles easily semi-main event in one of these Tokyo Dome shows. And yeah, dangerous techers deserve a lot of the credit for that, and also having strong challengers uh, in exciting matches. It it seems like a really basic thing, but we we weren't getting that in New Japan up until this year. And now I'm looking forward to World Tag League, and it's because of dangerous techers that they've brought prestige and quality to the division, and also the challengers like the Golden Aces or or this Chaos Team who have just been outstanding. And I think there's there's great chemistry between Zach and Taichi, like the little smirks and the team talks patting each other on the back, the showboating, the just little touches that make you believe you're watching uh, an experienced elite tag team, two guys who like each other, who, having the time of their lives wrestling as a team, having fun, and also proud of being champions. And like you said about Kanemaru and Desperado, I think these guys are just tremendous with the pacing of the matches where they can build up the heat for the hot tag, and then just undercut that with a, a timely intervention that stops the babyfaces from making their comeback. And the, the way that they're able to sort of manipulate those dynamics in the matches, I think, is really outstanding. And I think they've got a good range of complementary double-team moves, uh, like the 10-show the Zack Driver and the, the Zack Mephisto. They've got some nice synchronised submission spots. And, and the whole demeanour, like the smug prickishness, plays so well off of uh, an earnest passionate challenger like Yoshihashi and also Goto to some extent and you know we shit on these chaos tag pairings in the past because we all wanted the Ishii Goto team but I like this one I thought Goto and Yoshihashi were really good they had some nice team moves they had like the magic killer GTR combination thing and again we talked about it last time but I want to talk again about how improved Yoshihashi is because let's be honest prior to this year he had the demeanour of a confused dog that's just seen another dog on the TV but now he's a changed man Damon he's he's fired up he's looking more dynamic he's more passionate there's there's more of a sense of urgency in his matches he's he's added new moves he's shown some attitude and, and confidence at last like the spot in the the climax of the match where he no sold the axe bomber or where he had um Taichi in the the butterfly lock and then Zach came in and started kicking him and he just Staring at Zach and squawking at him as he was just eating those kicks and his moves that are, are actually hurting his opponents now, like the you know the little kimura twist and the butterfly lock. His his chops have got more sting in them. He looks like a guy who's like literally fighting for his job and it's working wonders. And good question for him. Jeff said, have we seen Apex Yoshihashi? So again, I know we we did this last week and showered Yoshihashi with praise, but I thought he was excellent again here in what was a. a Top quality main event.
2: Yeah. Thirty what that that number six That went, you know, almost a half an hour, nearly a half an hour. Um,
1: oh, I think it went over.
2: So yeah. this is over an hour of Yoshihashi Korokin main events. Right. I mean, think about that for a moment. You know, I just went on a little, uh, little spiel about, you know, giving the spotlight to mid-carders. Back to, you know, Cork and main events going half an hour each. It's fucking amazing, actually. Yeah, he has fire. Yeah, he has passion. And again, not to fucking beat the dead horse, but I don't think many people were pointing a finger at Yoshihashi saying, oh, he sucks, in the sense of you, know, you put him in the ring and it's just a disaster. Uh, I don't think that was the case. It was just more of he's bland, he's dull, he's fucking got no energy, it's just nothing. That's changed. Back-to-back Corkins. Mr. Mr. Corkin-Hall. You know, let's call them Mr. Cork and Hall, um, Zach and uh, Tai Chi. I don't think that there's any question that these guys are walking away with Tag Team of the Year, right? I don't think. I don't think. I think second place will be by a country mile.
1: Uh, I- uh, Damon, you're discounting the uh, credibility of the Dark Order. And I'm not
2: going to stand for that. <laughs> I'm talking not on a, my watch. <laughs> I'm talking about our awards, the New Japan Pro Wrestling uh, only. Um, but you know what I mean. But you you nailed it in the sense of I'm actually kind of excited for World Tag League. When the fuck has that ever happened? Right? This 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 and and not even like tongue in cheek. World Tag League is actually really good. It's not. It just this should be fun. Like, I'm really looking forward to it. I think it'd be good. And I think the driving factor in that is Tai Chi and, 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 and Zach. Fantastic job by them, giving us a reason to care about these fucking titles. I'll go so far as to say, I'll go so far as to say, last year's winner was Rapungi 3K, right, Joel? They won Tag Team of the Year for our poll last year, right? Our, our Reader's Awards readers or yes, like, listeners awards? i think so i think so right i never remember either <laughs> I, that was kind of asking rhetorically and did they actually win yes um i think Chi and Zach could if they you know if you took just this year i'd give them i give them both <laughs> i think they had a better year than Rapongi 3k did when they won the, the tag titles or won the um the uh tag team of the year i do um, it's, 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 it is a absolute breath of fresh air what this heavyweight tag team situation has turned into. Um, and yeah, even though world tag league will be abbreviated and it'll be a look a little different and it might not be as you know glorious as past December's. Um, I think it'll be more of a sprint, more fun, um, and leading the charge in that is Tai Chi and Zach.
1: Yeah, because uh, I mean, who were the heavyweight tag champions? Was Guerrillas of Destiny, wasn't it? When it's Guerrillas of Destiny, you know, with all due respect to them, them being champions that everyone was taking a shot at and fighting the world tackling to get the chance of that, it didn't feel as big a deal as it does now. Now, whoever gets to challenge dangerous techers at Tokyo Dome, that
2: feels like a big match to me. That's an exciting match to me. Yeah. I mean, we were we were... Beaten over the head with evil and Sonata, right? And God, I'll tell you, I'll go flat out. I'm, I'd be excited to see God techers. I think yeah, that'd be, yeah. yeah. I think it'd be great. Yeah, I just think that the dynamic they bring to the table just makes everything, gives everything a new coat of paint. Um, so yes, I, I'm, I'm down with that. And and you know, Yoshihashi's going to be in in World Tag League, and if he can bring the energy that he's brought, you know these past couple nights, I'm in. Sticking with Goto, I don't care. You want to put Ishii and Goto together? Okay, fine. Whatever you want to do. I think it, I, I'm, you know, Kenta and Yujiro, and right? Okay. Um, I don't know. Um, I, I'm, I'm probably looking forward to World Tag League more than I have in, in past years. That's for certain. And again, Tai Chi and Zach uh, have a lot to do with that.
1: One thing I thought was funny, you know, this was a, a mammoth main event clocking in at 35 minutes and then in the post-match interviews, Chi saying, oh, good job that was only five minutes. He managed to get in and out of there nice and quick. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's hilarious uh, okay also on the show we got announcements for Best of the Super Juniors so we got a single block uh, this is going to be from November 15th to December 11th we got Ryusuke Taguchi Master Watto Show Robbie Eagles Hiromu Takahashi Bushi El Desperado Yoshinobu Kanemaru Doki and Taiji Ishimori uh, And in my opinion I think that's a really strong lineup. I think it feels relatively fresh with guys like Hiromu and El Desperado missing last year so um, we've also got Master Watto thrown into the mix, who's a, a new entrant into the Best of Super Juniors lineup. So, uh, very excited to see Robbie Eagles back as well. I think there's some really exciting stuff here. I'm, mm. I can't wait till we get matches like Hiromu versus Robbie Eagles, which is a match that I thought we were going to get early in the year before COVID happened. Hiromu versus Show. I know they've met before in Best of the Super Juniors, but now that it feels like a a, a match with high stakes with both wrestlers who've improved a lot since they last met. Uh, even the, the intra LIJ match, Hiroi versus Bushi, I think will be really interesting. All the intra Suzuki group matches, like we had tremendous fun watching Taichi versus Takamichinoku from 2017. And now we're going to get Desperado versus Kanemaru, Desperado versus Doki, Doki versus Kanemaru. And I'm sure there's going to be some fun shenanigans to be had there. Uh, Eagles versus Show, I think, will be mm-hmm. a really interesting one because. Show no longer has a junior tag team partner in Chaos. I thought maybe Eagles and Show might pair up to have uh, to be the Chaos junior tag team for now. So it'll be really fun seeing them face off. Um, and also, just even little things like Master Watto having his rematches against Doki and Kanemaru. They've got a bit of juice because of their history over the, the summer struggle period. So I think it's a, a strong lineup, Damon. What are your thoughts on it?
2: I, I, I'm, I'm shocked. Where's where, where are my AEW people? <laughs> Like, what, what? What? There's no, no. There's no. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> Orange
1: Cassidy was held at uh, Customs and Immigration. I, I made some calls. <laughs> oh,
2: did you? It was you. It was you that yeah. did, did, did this. Okay. Uh, well, thank you. Um, I, I just, people are just. Oh my God, dopes. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, shockingly, we ha- we didn't see any any uh any AEW involvement. Um. I like the lineup. I, I do. Um, I'm excited to see Robbie Eagles, too. I think everybody is. I think the, I, I think that's at, uh, at, at least... Well, how long has it been since we've seen him? Over a year? I mean, I think the last time we saw him was Wrestle Kingdom, so it hasn't been a year. But it feels like a year, for Christ's sake. I like it. Watto debuting. Um, this is what? Fifth time in? Fourth time in? Doki's in? I know everybody's excited about that. Hmm. Ishimori? Boosh? Toguchi, I said? yeah, this is not bad. I'm a little disappointed that there's not too many more. Look, Best of the Super Juniors, you always brought in a lot of different talent. Uh, Rio Lee um, absent. That's a little, that's a bit of a disappointment. I always like to see.
1: Honestly, David, I'm I'm quite relieved by some or one of the names in particular f- from abroad that has been in it in the past that was not announced this time. I, I was sweating when those nine knots came out. I was just like, please don't make me talk about this guy. Uh, I think you know who I mean. Whoop whoop. Um, uh. sorry, I'm just <laughs> relieved that he's not there. To be honest.
2: Yeah, I'm kind of glad that, that at, at least for the, the 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 part of you know, not, you know, we yeah. You know, I think New Japan made the smart move there. Let's put it that way. Um yeah, but again, I, I one of the one of the, the draws for me of, of Best of the Super Junior is is the fact that they're able to draw from um a wide wide audience. Um but I, from what they were able to bring, I'm a I guess on a scale of 1 to 10 I'm probably at it like a 6. I think I'm more excited just to see Robbie Eagles again. There there are potential great matches that are here. And again, I know we're handcuffed in who we can bring in and who we can't. I'm just grateful we're getting the best of the Super Juniors because you know back in
1: uh was it June or whenever it was when the original one was canceled and we're wondering what the hell the rest of the year would look like. I know New Japan has overloaded us with tournaments. This, these will be like the 10 tournaments altogether since, since they've restarted in June. But again, I'm just, I feel grateful and lucky that we, we're getting the best of Super Juniors at all. Maybe I shouldn't have such a low bar, but uh, I, I'm excited.
2: Uh, yeah, I'm, um, I, I'm, again, I'm excited. I can't say, I'm, I think I'm more excited about World Tag League, truth be told um but and again this will be good don't get me wrong this is this is good and 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 it wasn't that my expectations were high because i knew they weren't going to be able to do to do what they were able to do in past years i guess just seeing it on paper is just like okay this is it get over it let's 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 get moving and there's plenty to sink your teeth into in this tournament um so again uh, 2020
1: Liam says, Eagles being the only foreigner in best of the Super Juniors, does that make him one of the major players to win the whole thing? Is this tournament Hiromu's to lose? And Mark says, do you see anyone other than Hiromu winning best of the Super Juniors? So uh, what do you think, Damon? Who wins? Who do you think finalists are? Because it is hard to look past Hiromu winning it and rematching Ishimori at Tokyo time.
2: That's, I mean, if you're the gun to the head, that's where I'm going with. I mean, Robbie Eagles being in, I think a lot has to do with the fact, and correct me if I'm wrong, but is it like Australia in the clear when it comes to COVID? Like are I know Melbourne is, because um, I, I have friends in high places in Melbourne. Uh, so I kind of know what's, what, I hear firsthand what's going on there. Um, yes. So I think that had a lot to do with them being able to bring in Robbie, I would think. Um, that aside, I think, All all signs lead to Hiromu uh, and Ishimori, you know, and Hiromu winning this thing and and challenging at the Dome.
1: Well, a potential spanner thrown in the works is the fact that they have also announced the Super J Cup coming on December 12th. It looks like it's going to be a one day tournament, going to run very close to the best of Super Juniors World Tag League finals. We've got eight names for that TJP, ACH, Leo Rush, Chris Bay, Ray Horace. Blake Christian, Clark Connors, and El Phantasmo. So, Andrew asking the, the question on everyone's lips, have the forbidden doors to Impact and GCW been opened? <laughs> yes, There we have. go. No no one was expecting that. And there we are, the, the the real forbidden door that we all wanted to see. So, yeah, this is a really interesting one. There's some people here I haven't seen before. I haven't seen much of Chris Bay. Um, I'm excited to see guys like Leo Rush and Ray Horace. I've seen their good work elsewhere, like Ray Horace when he was in Lucha Underground as el dragon azteca jr i think that was his name uh we had some really good stuff out there leo rush he had some good matches when he was working in wwe this is a chance for a fresh start for him uh guys like ach you know getting his career back on track after his uh unsuccessful time in wwe as well and then the young guys blake christian clark connor's trying to improve themselves el Fantasmo being the holder coming to to defend his crown i think there's this is a fascinating tournament for me yeah. um what are your thoughts on it
2: yeah i mean the la dojo scene has become the, the it's almost like it's it's the new pwg you know with the guys that they bring in for the the tapings and and the surprise names and yeah there there are quite a few um and these are guys that you know they're looking for work too it's you know it's not like the united states is is jam-packed with independent pro wrestling shows. Um, they, uh, these guys need work too. So I think it's a win-win across the board. It's it, it's, it's an exciting tournament. It feels you – know what it feels like? And I don't know if you're familiar with it. Um, back in the day, uh, there was a promotion on the East Coast, ECWA, and they would have their, uh, uh, their Super 8 Junior Tournament, I think it was called. Um, Jim Kentner in Delaware. Big shout-out to Jim Kentner. Uh, would have stuff, uh, tournaments every year. And it feels like this. It kind of feels like like an old-school pro-wrestling tournament. Like, it feels like a Crockett Cup where they would bring in teams from all these different promotions under the NWA banner and, you know, work it out. you got to fucking lose to this team. You're going to lose. This. this is what this kind of feels like. I mean, look at the fucking names that are on this thing. ELP. Clark Connors from the dojo. GCW's represented. Ring of Honor's represented. Impact is represented. ACH. I mean, people are going to look at ACH and be like, okay, you know, former New Japan guy, strong guy, you know, we'll just count him as a New Japan guy. Why not? Uh, Leo Rush, who, you know, is fresh off his WWE run. This is fun. I got, like, this This feels like an old-school pro wrestling tournament with the names that they have. I'm pumped for this. And here's the even better thing. We're not stretching it out over five fucking weeks. One night. One night of really good wrestling. I think they hit a home run with this. It, here's the thing. An unexpected home run. An unexpected home run with this. Um... Look, December 12th is going to be a fun fucking night to watch some pro wrestling. Right. And I think the just the idea of this being all kinds of names that maybe a lot of people aren't familiar with, and maybe you should, but a lot of names people aren't familiar with, they know, but they don't know. I'm in. I think this is going to be fantastic. I think, I really think it's going to be fantastic.
1: Let me throw a little fancy booking scenario at you. So, this is something, uh, I thought of also our uh, listener Martin suggested this too. How about Wrestle Kingdom Night One? The winner of the Best of Super Juniors faces the winner of the Super J Cup, and the winner of that match challenges Ishimori for the Junior Heavyweight Title on Wrestle Kingdom Night Two. Wow! And keeping that in mind, who would be your pick to win both tournaments? I guess.
2: Yeah. Well, if we're sticking with uh, Hiromu, I think that's. Number one. And I think the, just looking at the list here, I mean, I would think ELP would be your odds on favorite to take the flight over to the dome. Right. I, I can't see Chris Bay making the flight. <laughs> um, no disrespect to Chris Bay, but you know what I'm saying? Uh, I would be thrilled. Well, I would be thrilled if it was ACH. I would, I would fucking, so you, so now you have Ishimori, you know, or at least the potential of ACH Ishimori. I mean, that's not going to happen because he has to get through Hiromu first, but, ah, oh, wouldn't that be something? Uh ah, but again, good to my head. ELP, Super J Cup, Hiromu, uh, best of the super juniors. If they were to meet, uh, I think you're looking at Hiromo and and Ishimori at the Dome.
1: That would be a really interesting one, actually, because you might think that it would be obvious that Hiromi would win. But if you do have El Phantasmo cause the upset and win, then El Phantasmo facing off against his old tag partner, Ishimori, playing into the Bullet Club Civil War, uh, rumblings going on in the background, that is a, a very... Plausible outcome as well, so I think
2: exciting time in the junior division. Yeah, it does. And again, I think this this helps shake things up a little bit. The Super J Cup. So good job. I mean, they look. One thing you got to hand New Japan is they're they're they got fed a pile of shit this year, um, and they've been able to really through some creativity and some things that people might be like. oh, I'm little uncomfortable with this. Uh, they've done everything in their power to at least make things interesting and make things fresh and take and, – and have some balls and took some chances. They could have been very easy and just said, OK, 2020, let's just get fucking through it and, you know, we're not going to change. Like they went out on a limb to say, OK, we're, we're going we're gonna to fucking show our fucking nutsack here. And I don't know what that has to do with anything, but we're gonna we're gonna get some guts, and we're going to do some things a little different. You got to hand it to them for that, and and they have, and I think for the most part they've hit. They I don't know about everything hitting the home run. Some things have, you know they've they've whiffed on, but for the most part, I, for the most part things have landed, and f- for every part at least they're fucking trying. Because they could have very easily just sat back and let's see how this fucking COVID shit plays out. And they didn't. So tip of the cap to them.
1: So a lot of people, including listener Jason, says, do we know when the lineup for World Tag League is coming out? I would guess it it would be uh, after Power Struggle because I figure they didn't want to announce that because it might spoil the outcomes at Power Struggle. Like, for example, if you have... Evil and I don't know Evil and Udro entering Tag League, then that kind of telegraphs that he's not going to get the title off Naito. Or likewise the Jay White's involvement or, or non-involvement in World Tag League. So I guess we need to wait till Power Struggles finish, and then we'll see World Tag League lineups. And like I said, I, I think uh, we can expect uh, Grizz's Destiny to be there, uh, and Bad Luck Fale as well. He, he just had some stuff on his social media about flights, so. He could be back as well and uh, Juice says what are your predictions for possible teams we get in World Tag League well Dangerous Techers obviously um, maybe we've got the Golden Aces again of uh, Tanahashi Ibushi Goto Yoshihashi Gorilla's of Destiny uh, maybe Farley and Chase Owens uh, maybe I don't know Yujiro and Kenta or uh, Yujiro and Evil Shingo and Sanada could be a team uh, GBH and Makabe and Honma could enter Tenkozi Finjuice, Ishi and Yano. Maybe Ospreay and Okan are going to enter. Um, there, yeah. Tanahashi. Uh, oh, yeah, I said Tanahashi already. So, yeah, I think there's uh, enough potentially interesting uh, tag teams to have a pretty solid lineup. I I, I don't know. Maybe they're just going to stick with 10 teams again like they have done for Best of the Super Juniors just to, to keep it easy to, to manage. But, yeah, those are some names that we could see in the World Tag League this year.
2: Yeah, I don't think we're going to see many surprises Um, But yeah, I think very similar to what we have with best of the super juniors, but maybe a little bit more scaled down, um, but teams I think that most people will be familiar with.
1: All right, well, let's get into a preview and predictions for Power Struggle, which is this Saturday, November 7th at the Osaka Prefectural Gym, the Edwin Arena. So the first match is the provisional KPW 2020 no corner pads match between Toriano. and and Zack Saber Jr. Uh, <laughs> I don't really care for this one. I mean, actually, to, to be honest, uh, their G one match was a lot of fun. It was really good. I liked it a lot. So if they are able to channel the same hahas and the same good wrestling, because there was some good wrestling in that one as well, then this could be successful um, again. If if it makes me laugh, I'll consider it as a success for a Yano match. I don't. I, I feel this no corner pads thing might. Be a hindrance rather than a help. I expect Yano to win. I mean, it's a, a, a silly, nonsense, shenanigan gimmick. So I think he's probably the perfect person to be keeping this title uh, rolling into Wrestle Kingdom. So uh, Zach's got his plate full with the tag division. So I'm expecting Yano to win here. Yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, it it would make the most sense. Even though I'm praying for a 15 second tap out from Yano. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I mean. What, what is this? Zach? Sorry, I, I should mention as well. Zach said in the interview that if he wins, it, he's going to throw it in the bin. <laughs> Good. You know what? I'm rooting for Zach then. <laughs> that, that, that's a definite. I'm rooting for Zach. Uh, yeah. I, again, it's just. I feel like uh, we're make me laugh. You know, that's that's really the goal here. If you can, if you can, if you can get a chuckle out of my cold black heart, then. Uh, You've you've done your job, boys. So, uh, and here's the thing: I think it'd be quick and fast paced, right? I don't think anybody's going to be sitting there looking at their like. I can't imagine them just sitting in a fucking chin lock for twenty minutes. Um, it'll be speedy. It'll it'll be fast. It'll be there'll be a pace. Zach will keep it interesting, I'm sure, with his fucking creative spots. Um, and Yano will just be like a little buzzsaw coming around and not knowing when the fuck the finish is going to hit. Um, I guarantee we'll see a ref bump or two. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's going
1: to be a Yano match. Make me laugh. The second match is the Never Openweight Championship match between Minoru Suzuki and Shingo Takagi. I'm sure this will be fine. Their other match, the the Jingu Stadium match, was really fun. Uh, Their G1 match was good as well. They're just going to you know, pull scary faces and go, ah, and whack each other really hard. And people will probably say it's a lot better than I think it is. But yeah, it should be good anyway. In terms of picking a winner, so that's quite difficult. I would like to see Shingo getting the title... And having it, uh, being able to defend it in a big singles match at Wrestle Kingdom, but it could say the same for Suzuki. He's had a really outstanding year. He has So you you can make the case for both guys. Really, I I would hate to see either of them left out in the cold when it comes to Wrestle Kingdom. So yeah, I don't really have a, a feel for this. I'll tell you what.
2: If Shingo wins this title, it does free up Suzuki. Suzuki has a partner and challenges and makes it to the, or, you know, is in World Tag League with dangerous techers with Tai Chi, who pinned Suzuki. That could make for some interesting World Tag League, wouldn't it? Give me a partner. Who would Suzuki's partner be? That's a problem, isn't it? Who would it be?
1: Uh, Lance Archer. That's no, not going to oh, be Lance Archer. That's not going to be Lance Archer.
2: That'd be a problem, wouldn't it? Who would be his partner?
1: You know what? I think I've taught myself into Suzuki winning now because I think you can then have Shingo and Sonata enter World Tag League together. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I think... I don't know. Off the top of my head, an opponent for Suzuki at Wrestle Kingdom, But I don't think we're gonna to have too many big Suzuki singles matches left in the tank for future Wrestle Kingdom. So I'd say strike while the iron is hot. He can still go, he can still put on a tremendous match. Let's keep the belt on Suzuki.
2: I'm 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 with you on that train of thought. I'm I'm with you on that train of thought. Because I think you could I, I don't know though all right, fuck me. I'll, I'll say Shingo wins. We'll split it and and then uh, loser buys Cause the beer.
1: Because no, now, I'm I'm liking the idea of Dangerous Tekkers versus Shingo Sanada. I think that would be a tremendous match.
2: Yeah, that would be nice. Mm. I'm still saying Shingo wins. All
1: right. Uh, third match then is a special singles match between Kazuchika Okada and Great Okan. Now, this is a bit of a strange one because all the logic suggests that Okada's going to win and go through... Osprey's, I don't know, bodyguard if that's the right word or tag partner or whatever, to challenge Osprey for a singles match at Wrestle Kingdom. That seems to be the direction it's going. But it just seems like if that is the case, then that's an odd choice to have Okan coming back and his first big singles match being what looks like it's going to be a defeat against Okada. You think, well, why did they book that? And given that Okan is Kidani's boy, I I wonder if there might be a bit more to
2: this. I would not be stunned if Okan gets the win here. If he does, it's going to be a cheapy, you know, interference type thing. But, New Japan's not afraid to do that. To have a debut match end in the guy losing. Right? There, there is a history of that. I'll tell you right now, Will Ospreay being one of them. Um, Jay so, White as well. He, he lost to Tanahashi at Wrestle Kingdom yeah. 12. Right. So they're not afraid to do that. So um I would not be surprised if that's the case where uh Okan takes the pinfall um uh, to lead to Okada at Wrestle Kingdom.
1: Yeah, I'll I'll just go with the chalk pick and say Okada wins this one. Yeah. Fourth match is the IWGP US heavyweight right to challenge contract between
2: Kenta and Hiroshi Tanahashi. And uh, this... a match that will take place in 2023. <laughs> we're going.
1: Uh, well, I, I think this is an interesting one because I really like the idea of Tanahashi versus John Moxley at Wrestle Kingdom for the US title. Wow. I think that'll man. be a really uh, exciting big name match that both guys would, would have a lot of fun with. So I'm going to say Tanahashi wins here.
2: Hmm. That's tough. If anybody can afford a loss, though, it's Tanahashi. You know what I mean? Like He's a guy that that's, that's pinproof. You can't, you know, you're not going to fucking damage him by him eating a pinfall. And lots of people think he's got unfinished business with the, the tag stuff with Ibushi as well. Possibly there as well. So I'll go Kenta. Because I think at the end of the day, we still have to get that Kenta-Moxley match in.
1: And then our fifth match is the IWGP Heavyweight and Intercontinental Double Championships right to challenge contract with the G1 30 Climax winner, G1 Mm -hmm. Climax 30 winner, Kota Ibushi, defending against the challenger, Jay Hawaito. I think I'm excited for the match. I think these guys have got really good chemistry. I thought their G1 match was tremendous. I think. Ibushi wins here. I'm just going to... I think they stick the course. Ibushi versus Naito is a Tokyo Dome-worthy main event. So I'm going to say Ibushi gets a win here. And then you can set up some future stuff with Jay White and an evil bullet club down the line.
0: Hmm.
2: I don't know. Again, I've said it. If you're going to fucking swap a briefcase, this is the year to do it. And this is a guy who I don't think anyone would bat an eyelash if it did happen in previous years I think people would have lost their mind if you know usually it was like sonata or evil you'd be like what you fucking, what you know nobody would predict it I mean I remember doing shows with with you just being like okay well you know what you know this, this ain't happening and and the match being anticlimactic. This is the first time that I can really feel in my bones where we have an absolute shot for that briefcase changing hands. And again, if they're going to do it, this is the year to fucking do it just to do it. So I'm going to have some guts. I'm going to show you my balls, Joel, <laughs> if you want to see them, um, I'm going to say they're going to fucking swap the case. Now, again, I don't don't ask me, well, how are they fucking gonna get the Wrestle Kingdom? I don't know that yet. I don't know that yet. I don't fucking know. But I just think that if they're gonna do it for the sole purpose of it being a fucking wacky year, this is the time to do it. This is a challenger that could nobody's gonna fucking lose their shit if it happens. Minus Nicole. <laughs> um, I think Jay White wins.
1: And are you going to carry that same energy with your predicting into the main event, the sixth match, Nope. the IWGP anyway, <laughs> Intercontinental Double Championship match, Naito versus Evil? Uh, look, this is a match that I have enjoyed more than most people have. But even even I, now it's the fourth iteration of it. I'm I'm done. Like, can we can we move on to something else for for both of these guys? Because I don't think it's doing them any favors. Um, so I um, yeah, I think Naito
2: wins this pretty clear cut right I think so too I think I, I think so I hope so oh god I hope so Could, Joel can you imagine if evil wins this fucking thing well again this is a, a
1: wacky year would yeah. I be absolutely stunned if we're looking at a Tokyo domain event with evil in it
0: <laughs> yeah
1: I, th- I think that's even a step too far for yeah. New Japan to be honest
2: right Naito 2 has to win this fucking thing for, for the love of all things that are good. He has to fucking win this thing. Um, can I set an over-under number? I'm going to set the over-under number at two. Will there be more than two ref bumps in this match or less than two?
1: Mm. Can I say exactly
2: two? Yeah, yeah <laughs> can we, with two the push? Yeah, we yeah. can go with the push. So exactly two ref bumps. Yeah, okay, and a rough bump being, he doesn't have to like look like he got shot, but there's going to be a ref on the ground.
1: Is, this is the problem. Like, what interesting stuff can you do with this match now that you've?
2: This is the fourth time you're having it. Thank you. In, That's, in short succession. That's what we've been saying from the jump, though, Joel. Like, when when they go and they do shit like this, doing it sparingly helps it, it, it can absolutely help but when you're doing it every fucking time somebody is a quote heel it loses its flavor like you're right what do you do now light night on fire <laughs> you know what i mean like what do you do um they've gone to that well so many times that people don't give a fuck it's not even like boo you're a bad guy for chi. you're it's like ugh, again
1: just saying well maybe we have some sort of shenanigans like jay white loses to Ibushi, and then he's so pissed off that he decides to ruin the the match for evil in the main event that could be the only thing fresh twist i could put on this naito evil match because i thought the jingu match was a, a a great conclusion to their feud that they had going on and it's it
2: feels like flogging a dead horse there is a possibility of that that is, that is something that could definitely happen where Jay loses maybe uh, shenanigans that, that that backfires. Jay's a little upset. Jay's going to fucking take it out on somebody and it's going to be evil. Could possibly be it. All right. Well, that's uh, Power
1: Struggle. So this Saturday, November 7th. Looking forward to that one. Uh Alright, let's we'll get into some questions then. Discord, Dan says, any love for Shingo for wrestler of the year? Great start to the year, winning the Neverbelt, two great feuds with show, and Suzuki and an absolutely fabulous G1. Uh, Damon, where, where, what's the case for Shingo being wrestler of the year?
2: I think it's, there's, there's, he's in the mix. I think he'll absolutely get votes. Um, he could very well be in my top three, depending upon the mood and when we vote. Um, Yeah. I mean, listen, somebody coming to the table and putting Shingo in their top three, I would I would high five that person to be like, all right, you're smart. You're a smart guy or gal. Uh, Yeah, no, 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 no problem with me.
1: True Life Soldier says, which Tanahashi entrance song is your favorite? I really like the most recent one, but it's hard to beat high energy. I, I prefer high energy. I do quite like the the current one, uh, but oh, I, just, I think I think High Energy is a, a better song. It's it's what I associate with I'm Mr. With
2: Brightside.
1: <laughs> I do know Mr. Brightside. I know I I recognise the chorus of it. I just didn't know that it was called
2: Mr. Brightside or who it was by. Only when he only only in the chorus when he says I'm Mr. Brightside, you know. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe you didn't know that was the killers. Oh, that's all right. Listen, I'm sorry. I'm beating a dead horse with that. I'm sorry, Joel. I don't mean to keep pointing it out. You can keep pointing out I'm bald in, a, in an ad read if you want.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, well, next question. Then, with hindsight being 2020, do you prefer the idea of Naito winning the heavyweight championship at Wrestle Kingdom 12? Wrestle Kingdom 14? I mean, personally, I liked it playing out at 14 because had he won it at 12, I was there for uh, both, but had he won it at 12, it wouldn't have been as uh, thrilling and dramatic as it was in 14 with me having gone through the shock of Naito losing at 12. So to me, I think the shock of the, the 12 defeat played into making the 14 victory all the more memorable and emotional and satisfying.
2: I would agree, but I tell you what, I'm trying to weigh which which one was heavier. The loss, like walking out of the dome, shaking your head being and looking at everybody being like, well, he didn't win, or walking out of the dome and thinking and seeing everybody going nuts that he finally won. And probably when he won. Because I do remember him winning and me just kind of looking around the dome, and there were people, and not just don't be Americans. There were, you know people standing and cheering and high-fiving and hugging each other. And there were some happy people in that fucking building. So, yeah. It was like a
1: a football crowd. Yeah, You know, when you see your football team score a goal and people, you know, hands, I call it spaghetti when you see that sort of motion of the crowd jumping up and waving their arms around.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that was a pop. And then to add to that, the Kenta interference to fucking put a little uh, squash on that and and to truly make a heel there. Uh, yeah, that was pretty memorable. So uh, yeah, I think in hindsight, it might be, (sighs) maybe they did do the right thing. Um, man, I'll never get over that shock though, of him losing that fucking title. Woo. Wow. New Japan pro wrestling.
1: Bash asks, uh, if you could have a mask from Bushi or Despy, which would you have? Uh, if you're crisp flavor, which would it be? And he's asking me how I'm getting along with the Last Dance documentary. So mask, I, I prefer the Despi mask. I would wear a Des- Despi mask and give it a choice. Uh, crisp flavour, I would be um, pickled onion flavour, just because I like pickled onions. <laughs> there's, there's no link to that. And yeah, I, I finished The Last Dance. I quite enjoyed it. I think it's quite overrated. As someone who's not a big basketball fan, maybe some, some of it was lost on me. But it was interesting from a sort of psychological aspect to see the the sort of winning mentality of a guy who just does not accept anything less than uh, you know success and perfection. And that, that was quite intriguing. Yeah. Having
2: lived it and having, uh, you know, all those memorable games, it was, it was nice to kind of remember certain moments. Um, I w- I'm not a huge basketball guy, but you could not help, but be wrapped up when it was a big game with the bulls or, and the pacers or the, or the bulls and, and, um, Houston or Celtics. Like that that was that was much people talk about like must see TV. That was those games were must see. And the Knicks. Um so yeah, it was it was Jordan was something special, man. I mean, even to this day, the influence that he has I mean look, let's put it this way, people are still going fucking bonkers over those sneakers. <laughs> you, know? you know. Nobody else is really uh uh making that happen that has the longevity of Michael Jordan and and I still think he's the best basketball player ever.
1: John says during the layoff heard a few folks on New Japan Together shows recommend Muta versus Shinzaki Dome match from ninety six. Have you seen it? Thoughts on the match and we talked about explosion matches a little bit, any non-New Japan favorites. So Damon Muta versus Shinzaki at the Dome 96.
2: Oh uh, off the top of my head. Um I haven't watched it in a long time but I do remember the, the match um, I didn't think it was that great. <laughs> I'll be honest. I don't think Muda matches are that great. I think Muda matches are more sp- of a spe- spectacle and visually awesome. Like, like, but I don't necessarily like. It's a lot of brawling and a lot of outside the ring bullshit. And I'm not, you know. I, trust me, and I love the Great Muda. I fucking love the gimmick. I love, but if I'm being objective. A lot of those matches don't necessarily land with me. Again, like I know everybody goes fucking bonkers over like the Liger match with, you know, the, you know, the famous one, you know, rip off the mask, Kitchen Liger. That's just that match is not great either. <laughs> to be honest. Again, from a historical perspective, you know, you know, everybody kind of turns that match. And, and again, the visualization of it, of that in the pro wrestling match is pretty great. It's it's spectacular. Match wise, they're not always that great. Not always that great.
1: Mhm says favorite German. Uh, my favorite German is uh, former Arsenal goalkeeper Jens Lehmann, who was uh, a rock at the back. us during the invincible season in o three o four. I think that's what <laughs> I assume the listener meant. Favorite German person? Maybe favorite German suplex? I don't know. Who's your favorite German? <laughs> I'm really
2: trying to think. Uh huh. Let me think. Um, my sister had a, f- a friend who was a foreign exchange student, and I want to say she was from Germany. What's her name? Robin. I forget. She was nice. So that might be my favorite. I don't know many people from Germany. Um, how about? I was going to say David Bowie when he was in Berlin uh, I'll go with that because I'm probably pressed. I don't really know many German German folk maybe I maybe I need to that's one place I did want to go especially during Oktoberfest that's for sure um, that's one place I wanted to go I did want to go to Berlin I haven't been there yet have you ever been there? I haven't yeah I think Berlin would be fun I think it would be a real fun fucking place hmm, alright, maybe we got to open our horizons a little bit
1: Bash says, do you use any of the New Japan themes as alarms? Personally, I use Ishii's theme with the siren and barking always wakes me up Also, (laughs) why does it turn into an Indian Bangra dance two minutes in? (laughs) Always makes me imagine uh, Bangra dancers dancing behind him with Ishii's face Uh, (laughs) uh, I don't have any uh, New Japan things as alarms with I I don't know, maybe I should I don't know which, which one would be best suited for an alarm um hmm come on hmm uh uh, 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 uh. master Watto's theme because it's <laughs> it inspired me to be a grandmaster uh each day when I wake up uh, <laughs> question for music Damon has he listened to the streets new album slash mixtape
2: no I have not um I mean, I like a couple of street songs. I mean, I wouldn't say they're like my favorite, but. Um, You're fit, but by God, don't you know it. <laughs> that song fucking Leave it me. out. I, leave I know out. that one. I know a song. I know a popular know. song. go. Are you proud of me? I am proud of you. Yeah, all right. I mean, I hate
1: um, it and it barely qualifies as music, but I know it at least. <laughs> I mean, it's, I got to be in the mood for it. I got to be in the mood for it. Uh, uh, we have got another music, Damon, here. Johan right. says uh,
2: The Killers or The Strokes? Both first albums are tremendous. Strokes' first album is fucking great. Depends on if you want that jangly guitar. Very velvet underground y. Um, hmm. Tough one. I'm going to go killers. I'm going to go killers. But even though I love the first Strokes album did that.
1: Sticking with the music, Bash says, What are your musical guilty pleasures? Um, <laughs> mine are S Club 7, Reach, and some Robbie Williams songs like Angels. I love uh, Angels. Yes, we did. Uh, no, karaoke? Did we sing that? Yeah, we I did so. sing that karaoke.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. It, oh, oh, yeah.
2: Good times. Oh, I'm going to get nostalgic. That was good. Oh, uh, mine would be, uh, what's the other uh, all-female British 90s pop All Saints. Group? Oh. All Saints, yes. Yeah? Yes. I know where it's at. I know where it's at.
0: That's
2: a fucking good song. Those girls were tremendous. <sighs> yeah, I like them. And they did, uh, what did they do? Um, what was the other song? Um,
1: Never ever, uh, i remember that one. Never
2: never ever, ever never ever, never, so much. Yeah, they did that. But they had another, like, they had a slow one. They had a slow one. Um, uh, I can't remember how it fucking goes. Ah, whatever. But yeah, like that. Um, and then I like my hair metal bands, like Poison and Rat. <laughs> and all those fucking 80s, teased up, makeup wearing hair metal bands. I do have a little soft spot for all those little dopey bands. D- Darrell says, not trying to be ironic, but how
1: good is Yano at what he does? I had the early morning giggles during the KOPW four-way and his Corakua match with Hiromi was clever. All these AEW and WWE guys trying too hard to be funny and cringe failing. Yano is just being low-key brilliant. I... It's, it's hit and miss for me, Yano, but I like it when he tries something new. It might not always land with me, but I don't like it when he keeps going back to the same tropes over and over again, like keep repeatedly going to the tape. I like it when he comes up with some fresh material,
2: and if it's fresh, there's
1: a, a higher chance of it
2: landing with me, at least. Uh, he reminds me of like uh, a person who makes fantastic, wonderful, um, you know, five-star... Um, I don't know. I'm trying to get, like, a like a food that I don't like. Um, you know, and again, I like the food, but we'll just say French cuisine. Um, if I didn't like French cuisine, I don't care if it's five stars. You know what I mean? Like, I appreciate the fact and the and the time and the effort and the fact that it's, you know, top quality, but it doesn't taste good to me. So um, that's Yano to me. Like, I'm sure he, he what he does is – top-of-the-game comedy, but just not, it's just not for me. So it's kind of hard for me to be like – I mean, I can appreciate what he does. Is he the best at what he does? I uh, Somebody would have to answer that question for me because um, I don't necessarily like what he does. Um, but I can appreciate it, I guess.
1: Okay, another question from Bash. She says, Bear in mind all the rubbish things that have happened so far this year are still going on. What are your positive things that you can take from 2020 that are important to you? Well, obviously for me, it's going to be the birth of my my wonderful daughter, Esther. And, you know, even with all the shit going on, just the the little things like when when she sees me after, you know, she's had a nap or I've been out or she's been out or whatever and she looks at my face and she gives me a big smile and that she's just genuinely happy to see me and you know that's the sort of thing you can't fake when you're a little baby and just that just that feeling that there's a little baby there who is just so happy for me to be in the room with her is uh, a very a very special feeling for me. so it's going to be hard for me to look back on 2020 as anything other than uh, a, an amazing time for me
2: becoming a dad I've said this many times that I don't know anyone who enjoys being a dad more than you you know what I mean like like just the – just the, all the interaction and the playing and – and then, and again, I'm just seeing fucking Instagram shit. Um, no one enjoys being a dad more than Joey Ram. So that, absolutely. Uh, I would say talk to me in about 48 hours. <laughs> let me know. Then I'll let you know how 2020 is going to go because uh, 2020 might look very familiar. 2021 and 2022 and 2023 – uh, let me get past this day, and maybe the next couple of days, and I'll let you know how we feel.
1: Uh, oh, also, but, being being with you at uh, Tokyo Dome, just being with you in yeah. Tokyo in general this
2: January was always uh, tremendous fun. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's the one. That 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 week was the highlight of, of 2020. And then I would say, um, in a weird way, I liked some of the isolation and the um um stay at home stuff
1: <laughs> ridiculous podcast we recorded was <laughs>
2: crazy part i'm telling you i listened to that fucking show you know what i had someone reach out to me the other day directly um and mentioned that show that we did that from the episode start. 97 that, that's the only number i know
1: episode 97 that's just sealed into my memory our, well the silly one. one
2: yeah but the, the, i'm talking about the one where um it was right right at like the, the shutdowns and everything, and it got a little weird, and I was fucked up. I was, what the fuck's going on? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and somebody actually said they re- they li- they hit, they hit me up recently, and they said that they were have they they had similar issues, and they went back and listened to that show, uh, and it struck a chord with them. So that meant a lot. I don't want I don't want to mention the name because I you know I think it's a personal thing, but um, I thought that was really fucking cool. Um, that someone would reach out to me via our Discord. Um, it was funny because the person was like, I don't know if this is really Damon, but... <laughs> I was like, Yes, yeah, it's uh, But yeah, I thought that was that was very nice. But yeah, the, those shows... Um, and I guess, like, I just remember playing... As silly as it sounds, I remember playing Catch with my wife. Like, we... We're like, like, two 12-year-olds. We throwing around a tennis ball we had those like you know those beach things it's like a velcro pad and it, it yes yeah ball. yeah yeah i know you know what i mean I'd we them bought when those was kid yeah we it's like those. fluorescent
1: pink and green, yes. isn't it? they're always
2: a never regular color right they always have to be like this bright ass color yeah that and then uh we put i have a hockey net in the back uh, uh on our patio in the back and um there's pockets so like if you want to shoot the puck you could, you know, pick a corner because that's where you really want to score goals. So there's these little pockets, but we would kind of play like cornhole, um, where you're throwing the pucks into the pockets for points. And we would play for like an hour, <laughs> just playing like, be- you know, beating. We kept track and everything. Um, so I will remember that as well. Um, I think we're going to go back. Not to be depressing, but we're going to go. I think the numbers are. Higher than they've been, and I think we're going back into lockdown real soon. I, I know, I know, England is going through it as well right now. So I think, I think we're we're heading that direction, kids. Fuck us. Get that bar built. Let's get that bar built. <laughs> I'll, 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 we'll I'll never leave and wait for all of this to blow over. Yep. I'll just, I'll be right there. I'll be right there. All right. Uh, let's wrap it up. I gotta log into work uh good job by you joel abraham once again as always all
1: right so redcircle.com forward slash shows forward slash super dash j dash cast if you want to throw some money our way that is always very much appreciated and also uh, keeps.com forward slash super dot k-e-e-p-s.com forward slash super j if you uh, want to check out some of their excellent products there and discord link is in the show notes uh can't say enough good words about Discord and the great work that Nicole does in making that a, a fun and friendly community for everybody there ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash SuperJCast if you want to get one of our t-shirts maybe in time for Christmas uh, massive thanks as always to you, editor Dan find him on Twitter at LousyHero219 subscribe to the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network for the great shows give us a 5 star review on iTunes and some kind words it's very much appreciated and helps us move up the rankings and follow us on Twitter at the Cast. thank you everybody for listening and goodbye